I'm Jenny, and that's Abby with the Weird Vagina. We explored hers last week. This week, we're going to talk all about mine. Welcome to Blame It on the Vag, your weekly vagina talk with your besties. Quick disclaimer, we're not doctors. We're just librarians who love to research our vaginas. So please don't take anything we say as medical advice, and please go see your doctor. How was your vag this week, Abby? My vag is okay. I don't really have a, anything really going on with mine, but I just got a text from my 14-year-old. She's out. She went out to breakfast with her her father and his family this morning, and she texted me and she was like, "Mom, I'm out to eat with Dad, and I just got my period and bled all over the chair." Oh no. Oh no. So and I felt so helpless. Like I wish I was there. She said her aunt had a tampon and could get and gave it to her. So yeah, so she's not having the best week with her vag. (laughs) And it reminds me, um, we were in San Diego a couple years ago. Um, and that happened to my sister when we went out to eat with we were there for a gymnastics meet and we all went out to eat with the mothers and the teammates. And it was at this like fancy restaurant. Luckily, and the chairs we were sitting on were white. Oh, luckily, no. <laughs> yes. Luckily, they were um like plastic, right? So my sister's like, "Fuck!" She's like, "I think I just bled through my tampon." So she gets up, and there's blood all over the white plastic chair. Oh my god! Yeah, it was so bad. And but I mean, it was. It wasn't too bad to clean up, but I think it left like a little pink stain and we're like, I think it's time to go. <laughs> so we got the fuck out of Dodge and go house. Always your- white. Always with the I white. Know. I know. I was like, uh, I hope the one my daughter was on wasn't like white or cushiony. I'll have to ask her later. Okay. Yeah. Well, how was your badge this week, Jenny? Oh, mine is like all confused. Like Friday, I thought I was starting again. I was like, oh, okay, great. We're going to do this again. Again. So I ran quickly and got a pad and I don't know. It's like, it's like your body goes, okay, uterus, she's prepared. She's got a pad and she's wearing jeans, no blood today. So like (laughs) the rest of the day, there's nothing. Whereas if I'd been wearing white and I had nothing, you know, it would have been like, okay, uterus, prepare for blood. She's wearing white and she has no idea. She can't check her pants for hours. Go, go, go. <laughs> like, open up the dam. <laughs> right. So it stopped. And then again yesterday, like out of the blue, running around everywhere and not having time to check, all of a sudden I check and I'm like, damn it. Okay, we're doing this. And then as soon as I get everything changed, I get something in there. Nope, nothing. What? Right. But I'm having all the symptoms. I'm headachey. I'm like on that that migraine edge that you get where you're not quite into a migraine. You're just, quote, unquote, headachey. Like I was crampy on and off for two days. So I don't know. My vag doesn't know what time it is, which is perfect for this week's episode. Yeah. So should we do the housekeeping? Should we apologize to the moms right off the bat? Yeah. So We're apologizing to to my mom for saying vagina so much and also for all of the F-bombs. Sorry, mom. Sorry. And then also apologizing to my mom. (laughs) 
Um, she messaged me after your, she listened to the, our first episode, um, and she was very concerned about Jenny's ibuprofen use. <laughs> love her so much I promise that I've cut down to three like Abby does at a time <laughs> sorry mom I'll wean, wean myself slowly off the ibuprofen yes. <laughs> I didn't mean to worry you or scare you with my ibuprofen use <laughs> like that's what you got out of the whole episode okay thanks mom <laughs> But that's like a total mom thing. Though, right? Oh, it really is. <laughs> like to latch on to the dangerous part. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. She's, She's like, I'm still a mom. I'm still concerned. <laughs> right. So. So this week's episode is going to be all about whatever is going on with me, whether it's perimenopause um, and how long it can go on for. Because it's not I know it varies from woman to woman because I have had friends or coworkers who went through it and they just went through it. Like there was no stuttering like I'm doing. There was just one day they were having their or one month they were having their period. The next month they weren't and they never had it again. So the difference between perimenopause and menopause, I mean, is there like a huge difference or like a definition or is it just like you're leading up to menopause? Well, I or think pre, it, wait, there's a premenopause, isn't there? I can't. Well, it maybe they call it premenopause. My doctor called it perimenopause. Okay. I'm so not sure if they're both the same or me neither. They okay. probably are. We could look it up. Yeah. Um probably should have done it before we started talking, but why do that? Where's the fun in that? Where's the fun in not having someone listen to you and shout at their computer or their (laughs) iPhone as they're listening to you? It's not the same. (laughs) We'll apologize for that next week in our housekeeping. Menopause is when you're like full blown, like it's not happening anymore. You're that's my that was my understanding when my doctor explained it to me. So I started in my mid 30s with just breakthrough bleeding. And so that's what we thought originally was the perimenopause. And it was driving me nuts. So my primary care doctor was like, okay, well, I'm going to refer you to OBGYN. Um, I want you to go see this doctor because he's the best. So I went in to see him. And one of the first things he did was take, oh, God, when they take a tissue sample, sometimes they will ask you in the office. And I don't know why I always say no, because they'll be like, okay, we need a tissue sample. Do you want us to like give you shots to numb you? Like the shots hurt, but they'll numb you for the snip. And I'm always in a hurry, like always. (laughs) I came out of my mom's vagina in a hurry. Like I have places (laughs) to go and things to do. And I don't have time for this. I don't have time for a vagina that acts up. If you're going to snip, you need to snip and we need to get on with the day. (laughs) Well, and I don't know why, maybe it's the pain that I completely block out. So I'm always like, no, I don't want the shots because then I got to wait like 30 minutes. And like when I broke my nose and she was going to give me the shots and I'm like, just re-break it. And then she's in the middle of re-breaking it. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should have gotten the shots. (laughs) Get the shots. That's what I'm saying. I always go, oh, no, I don't need them because I have such a high pain tolerance. Like my teeth are a mess. I I always refer to them as crack whore teeth, but I don't (laughs) do crack. But my mouth is like a mess. It's between heredity and um, my 
steroid inhalers and everything I have to do for my COPD just makes my mouth dry and my teeth are awful. And again, I'm always in a hurry. So if they're in the middle of doing something and the shots have worn off because I can't have epinephrine in the shot, that like sets off panic attacks. She knows to tell me. She'll be like, okay, I still have about 10 more minutes to go. Do you want to go? And I'm like, just go. Just do it. Like, I'll just grip the sides and just do it. So I can get through a root canal with my pain medication wearing off. That should not be equated to the vagina. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I constantly am like, yeah, I can do it. No problem. And then I get in there and they start to stand. I'm like, fuck. And it's and it's only like a few seconds, but it feels like hours of them like lipping. So why did they need to do this? Because of the breakthrough? Because of the breakthrough bleeding, he wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything. I love when they use that word more sinister going (laughs) on. (laughs) Because that'll make you feel good. Yeah. And then. When they snip, of course, anyone who, because you've had tissue taken before, then you bleed the rest of the day. So it's like giving you a little extra breakthrough Mm -hmm. bleeding for the day. So he decided, since there was nothing else going on that time, he's like, let's just schedule you because you do have polyps up there. So we're going to go up in and remove some polyps. And that should relieve you of the breakthrough bleeding. I do have a fibroid, but it hasn't grown in all these years. It's like 0.3 centimeters. It's tiny and they monitor it. So they don't think that's causing, they didn't think that was causing the breakthrough bleeding. So I scheduled the thing. I get the polyps removed. Breakthrough bleeding woohoo, is gone. Yay. So I have that relief for like three months and then the night sweats start. Oh, right. I start, I start waking up in the middle of the night, like, drenched in sweat yeah you know and you live in LA anyways where it's like perpetually fucking hot all the time now like it's October and it's 108 degrees although of course now that I've moved this year they're having a mild year and rain thanks LA Mm -hmm. so the night sweat started And that's always fun, waking up like drenched in sweat. And then you're doing that. You wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so hot. I'm so hot. So you like take off all your clothes and then you you finally fall back asleep only to wake up freezing like 20 minutes later. And you've got to put everything back on and then you fall back asleep and then you wake up and you're sweating. You take everything off. Oh, my God. You stick that one leg out of the blankets. Right. Oh my God. And socks are on and socks are off and socks are on mm-hmm. and socks are off. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Yay. So, so, but still my periods were regular and then the hot flashes started, which those are always fun when you have an anxiety disorder because your anxiety brain is an asshole and it likes to fuck with you all the time. So when I started having hot flashes, coupled with everyone, like all of my, all the older matrons in my family (laughs) trying to tell me, you're too young to be going through this because A, they can't fucking remember because they're all in their 70s and 80s. And B, maybe they didn't go through it this young or as my aunt 
would say, we didn't, we just had menopause. There was no perimenopause. There was no premenopause. It was just menopause. Well, now there's pre or peri. Right. Plus, like we said at the, in the last episode where we thought people are just doing things earlier. Plus now, I mean, you got your period when you were 10. So it makes sense. Right. Exactly. And I think they all started a lot later than I did. Right. I, and I think my first hot flash was like, at work. And it's always in public too. Mm-hmm. You never like you rarely get hot flashes at home unless you've got people over for like a party <laughs> or something. And then you're of course you're gonna get a hot flash. So my anxiety brain will sometimes go straight into a panic attack because then I look around the room and I'm like, Why are you so warm right now? Why is it so hot? And I'm stupid and I'll look at the temperature gauge and I'll be like, It's only 70 degrees in this room. You shouldn't be hot like this. You're sweating like it's 90 degrees. No one else is warm. Look at her. She's wearing a sweater. And then the other part of my brain that's trying to calm me down, that's that spent years in therapy is like, yes, but look how skinny she is. Super skinny girls like her are always cold. And then the other part of my brain is like, ask a coworker. You should ask a coworker. And then I'm stupid because I asked the coworker and of course, no, he's fine. So then it's like, oh, you must be getting sick. You probably have the flu, but you got your flu shot. Why would you get the flu? Because you can still get the flu, even though you get a flu shot. And it's probably that one that makes you throw up and have diarrhea in addition to having 105 fever and coughing and not being able to breathe and like on and on and on. So I work a four hour shift at the library and we come home exhausted. <laughs> oh, poor Jenny. I know. And everyone's like, wow, dealing with the public must be exhausting. I'm like, no, no, dealing with Jenny, <laughs> dealing with Jenny brain. That's the exhausting part. Trying to shut that off all the time. That those hot flashes are just always fun and always at the worst possible time. And I thought it would be better like moving up here where it's colder. Yeah. Yeah. But so I've never lived in a cold climate before. So everyone's just wearing like layers and I come in in the fucking minus 20 degree sleeping bag (laughs) sweater that like covers up your neck with like two pairs of socks on underneath thick boots so of course when they crank the the heater up to like 75 like dying I'm having to take my boots and my socks off oh my god and when you get your hot flashes your whole face get red and neck and everything yeah, that's awful too. Especially like in a meeting. Yeah. Oh my God. You're like, everyone's going to wonder what's wrong with me. Or when you have to talk. If you're going to be looking at my red neck and my red chest, you know, like when I have to give a presentation now, I make sure to wear something with like a high neck (laughs) so that they don't see the red splotches all over my chest. So brilliant. Yeah. Because now I was like, they're just going to see like parts of my neck and my face that are red and maybe they'll just think I've got a sunburn or something. (laughs) A sudden sunburn halfway yeah. through your presentation. Right. <laughs> wait, wait. She's suddenly turning red. Of course, if there was someone with my brain in your audience, they'd be like, oh, my God, she's getting so red. What's wrong with her? What's wrong with <laughs> she the die. room? What's going on in the room? Is what she has catchy? Should I be? Maybe I need to get up and move farther back into the room. I don't want her breathing on me. <laughs> wait, now I'm getting hot. Now my face is getting red. What's going on? <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the worst. Or when you're talking to somebody like that's 
but they're staring at it. They're staring at my red fucking <laughs> face. <laughs> Right. And then you just to, get worse. It gets more red, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're trying to focus on the conversation, but all you can focus on is like you can feel the flushing of your cheeks and you're yeah. like, oh my God, I'm getting redder. I'm getting redder. Getting and then you're red. like, stop, stop getting red. How do I stop this? And it just gets and it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> oh my God. Welcome to being a woman. Yeah. So what you were dealing with. Yeah. And they always say, oh, you may experience increased anxiety and agitation. That's what they told me at like 35. And I'm like, <laughs> perfect. Maybe. I don't know. Like when you live and drive in LA, like angry <laughs> is everyone's default mode. Right. And you feel anxious and agitated all the fucking time. So right. who doesn't? <laughs> how do you know whether it's any different or not? Like, if you have, if you ever know anyone who lives in LA, have a phone conversation with them while they're in traffic and see how much fun that is. <laughs> you will be shocked. You'll be like, oh my God, Jenny's the nicest person I know. And then you get on the phone with me and I'm like, move it or lose it, asshole. <laughs> like, the light's been green. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Wait, that's like me and Josh when we have conversations on. <laughs> when we're driving it's hilarious because we'll be like chatting or whatever and like fucking shit and then we'll just like keep going and we're like move the fuck over and then just like go back into your conversation we got down to an art right. so it's not just la jenny i think it's just us i think it's just our craziness That's right I was on with my mom one time and this lady in front of me had her turn signal on to turn right. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she turns left, like in front of like traffic and everything. And I'm like mid conversation and my mom is saying something and I'm like, you stupid bitch. And my mom's like, what? Jennifer. And I'm like, oh, no, mom, not you. Like, mom, you should know me by now. Right. I don't call you that to your face. <laughs> Just kidding, mom. I don't ever say that. Right. <laughs> Just on the podcast. That's what counts. Okay. So, so the hot flashes stop when my period started getting irregular. So we've talked about that in the past, like how always from the day that I started, I was on a 28 day cycle. And if I was due on the third, I would start at 1201 AM. So I always had to wear something to bed because I'd wake up in the middle of the night already going. That stopped all of a sudden. I skipped two months. And I was like, this is it. Yes, I finally hit where people are telling me, like, go a year without your period. And that's when you've officially hit, like, menopause. So I'm, like, celebrating, skipping around. Like, I've just got 10 more months to go. And then I'm I'm officially in menopause. I'm never going to have to deal with my period anymore. So I'm planning, like, a menopause party because I think <laughs> everyone should have one. Like, a huge party with everything you've been craving just for one night. So I was all excited for that, especially in the second month, because then I start talking to everyone who's already gone through it. And they're like, yeah, you're just done. You're just done. Like, it's like that. It's over. And I'm like, that's awesome. So no more symptoms. December, right. And they're like, no more. Well, I think a few of them were still having hot flashes and some were still having um, insomnia here and there and night sweats. But those 
those friends didn't seem like they'd gone all the way through it yet. Okay. okay. So they'd done the year without their period, but they had just done the year without their period. So they were still having the insomnia and the night sweats. So how old were you at this point? I was 38. Okay. All right. I was so fucking excited. I, I was like, I'm going to throw a big party. And I guess I'm only inviting girls because my guy friends will think it's fucking weird. <laughs> but it's shouldn't be. To go to a party where we all have like chick flicks on and <laughs> vegan cupcakes and vegan cakes and milkshakes and Swedish fish and Twizzlers and Sour Patch Kids and Skittles and Cracker Jacks and... I will bathe in a tub of candy. Um, right. But candy. Oh, I'll dive into it and I'll just, you know, (laughs) I can't eat candy because remember, I have crack core teeth. So that was just a dream. I can't even do Swedish fish anymore. It's very sad. Feel bad for me, especially because things like Skittles on backpacking trips and Sour Patch Kids, I mean, those are like fuel. So I'm all excited for that. And then I get to the third month and I start and I'm like, fuck, it's back. Thinking that I'm just going to be back on my regular cycle, right? No, it finishes after nine days and I get like a five day break and I start again. What the fuck? That's now like the fun new pattern. So it would go and it's been on and off. So two months without twice in a month, two months without twice in a month. I did. I would do that for a year. And then all of a sudden I'd be back on my cycle for another year. It was, it's been weird. It's on and off and on and it's off. Ridiculous. Right. So in the middle of all of this, my, my lovely doctor in LA, who I love so much and I miss him so much, even though I have super hot doctor up here. Um, <laughs> you have to say was, super hot doctor. I have to. He was super adorable doctor though. He was like mm. the best doctor I've ever had. No. So out of the blue, he's like, what are you using for birth control? And I'm like, I'm not. And he goes, <laughs> like, that's not a good sound. What do you mean? No. <laughs> I'm like, what? He goes, you need you need to use something because I've had two patients in in the last week, one in her late 40s and one in her early 50s. And they've come in vomiting and Oh, they're pregnant. Oh, my God. Like, not trying, not wanting, not expecting. Surprise! So you should probably be using something. (laughs) Which Dr. Mann had tried to get me to do it as well. Like, we'd had several conversations (laughs) where he was like, you know, you could probably get some relief with and some regulation if we do the birth control pills and I'm like, Dr. Man, I'm telling you, I tried the lowest dose. I am off the charts fucking crazy with even low dose birth control. Like my body can't handle those extra hormones for whatever sin. I'm having like out of body experiences (laughs) where I'm looking down on myself, yelling nonsense where I'm like, you're not even fucking making sense right now. You need to shut your mouth. But I still just keep going. 
<laughs> well, yeah, because you're the point zero 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 one percent that gets all those crazy side effect shit. So, of course, it makes sense that you're crazy when I'm birth control as well. Right. And I'm also like super hypersensitive to medication in general. Like right. I... I can feel something the minute it enters my body. Like the, that's why I can't do the the epi epinephrine shots and stuff. I just feel stuff. So like to give you an idea, I just had an argument with the Kaiser Pharmacy up here in Washington because my anti-anxiety medication they keep shorting me on. So they would only give me like 22 pills and it's a 30 pill prescription. So mm-hmm. I said to the dude when I was in there, I go, why do you keep shorting me on pills? And he goes, well, that's between you and your doctor. I said, it's not because I've had a conversation with my super hot doctor. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> like, what? I've had the conversation with my doctor and he says he's prescribing it for 30. So then he pulls up my prescription and he starts laughing. And I'm like, what is so funny? He goes, ma'am, a normal dose for this medication is 0.5 milligram. You are taking a quarter of a 0.5 milligram pill. In the state of Washington, we cannot give you more than a 90-day supply of your medication. Since these pills only come in 0.5, we can't give you 23 days because that would be over the 90-day when you cut them down. And I'm like, okay, you know what? He turns the computer to me and he's like, look, it's even written in red, verify prescription because it's so low. No one's ever on that low. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like super sensitive to everything. Um, I can't, I just, I can't do the birth control. Well, and, and even with people who don't get a lot of side effects, birth control still has a ton of side effects. Like that is one of those pills that you're going to get something from it. Even people who never experience side effects are going to experience something from the pill because it's that potent or something. You know, like you try to explain it to a man, you know, when they're all like, "Ew, a male birth control. Look at all those side effects. We don't want to do that. You know, (laughs) and you're like, um, do you see what it does to women? Like, and that's okay. If you'd all just wear condoms, we wouldn't have to do this. Right. I think I've only ever dated one dude who wanted to do a condom. Yeah. A lot of them don't like them. No, girls are more convenient. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I didn't take the pills. I kept saying no to those. I never got any relief from regulating those. Plus the weight gain, you know, like you start into several things with women as you get older. I mean, of course, it has to do with your metabolism, how active you've been in your life, your um, your genes, because I don't have the best genes in my family. All of that doesn't help. And then as you're getting older, you hit your 30s, your metabolism is slowing down. You can't get away with all the junk food you're eating before, even when you're working your ass off in the gym or you're running or you're hiking, whatever. You can't get away with that anymore. And then to add menopause on top of that and then to put a birth control pill into the mix. I was like, Mm -hmm. are you kidding me? I'm going to weigh like 300 pounds. I can't. And I'm not comfortable when I hit around the 160 range. I start having trouble breathing. I can't be as active. It, It just 
everything hurts for me. That's just my own personal thing. I'm the one who's driving this. No one else is telling me I need to look a certain way. Like it's how comfortable I feel in my body. And I don't feel comfortable when I'm trying to do the workouts that I do when I hit a certain weight. I didn't want to tip the scale, not like the weight scale, but like tip like the proverbial scale and, and, and put too much into my body that was going to add to what I was already trying to fight Mm -hmm. that uphill battle. So, and when you're living with someone who doesn't have to care about their weight and can eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's before they go to bed every night, that's another whole battle, you know, because it doesn't help that I'm one of those people who, if it's in the house, I'll obsess about it until it's gone. Yeah. So we nixed that. Now, the other thing that doesn't help the weight is when you don't get enough sleep. And as you get older, you need more sleep. So in your 30s, you start requiring, I think, seven to nine hours, Mm -hmm. it starts to say, as you're aging. (laughs) When you start to go through the menopause, (laughs) even the perimenopause, sleep becomes a huge issue. Mm. I was already a chronic insomniac. I remember having to go to the doctor, the pediatrician when I was in high school, because I could not sleep at night, Mm. like I would have trouble falling asleep. And I was exhausted all the time. And, and so the pediatrician was like breaking down my day. And he's like, you need to not um, no more exercise after six o'clock in the evening, like try that and all this stuff. And nothing helped because anxiety. That's just Mm -hmm. my life. This is different and worse. So it's just not being able to fall asleep. It's waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to get back to sleep. Oh, that's the worst. Right. So like need to go to sleep, need to be asleep by like 10, not being able to fall asleep until midnight, being wide awake and ready to go at 3 a.m., but you can't do anything on three hours sleep and you can't go to work at three in the morning. So you fight to fall back asleep and you finally fall asleep at 6 a.m. and then your alarm goes off at 6.20. Rinse and repeat. It's crazy. And And so I'm trying to do that and I'm trying to do go to my cult meetings every day after work. That's what I call my CrossFit gym. So trying to do the cult five days a week. Um, And then on the weekends, I knock out another hour on the treadmill. But all of that exercise doesn't even help. Like it doesn't jack me up. It does exhaust me because driving home from the box, I'll be like, oh my God, I could totally go to sleep right now. I'm going to eat my dinner and I'm going to wash my face and I'm going to do my potions and my lotions. And then I'm just going to like slide into bed. I'll be half awake doing everything. And then I slide into bed, turn the light off. Boop. Wide awake. <laughs> Here it goes, rabbles. Yeah, I want to know when that part ends. Because to me, that's been the worst of all of it. Does it ever end? I hope it does. It must. Because I feel like we should we should ask your mom. My mom's sleeping yeah. through the night now. I think my mom's sleeping better now that her and my dad sleep in separate rooms. Because his snoring, I mean, God. it's the worst snoring I've heard in my whole life. And I remember having to share like hotel rooms when we were young. <laughs> and never sleeping a wink the whole night because of his snoring and so finally she's had it you know and made him go into another room and I think she's sleeping a lot better now I do remember commenting about that but I'll have to ask her about the 
Uh, the menopause and waking up and everything. Why is it always our parents that snore the worst? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. My younger brother is bad, too. I shared a hotel room with him a couple of years ago, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. You must say, if you're married to someone like that, you have to fall asleep before they do. You have to. Or you can't, if you get up to go to the bathroom, you can't go back in and sleep with them. Or you have to, like, nudge them to get them to stop. Well, I am, like... The worst light sleep. I mean, anything will wake me up and I have to have my white noise. If I don't have white noise, someone's breathing sounds like snoring to me. So it's like <laughs> I dated this guy that snored so bad. And I was like, well, nope, I don't want to be with you because <laughs> that's like the deal breaker. Because even with the white noise, I could hear him. And like I got to the point where I was like, I don't want to spend the night because <laughs> I'm not going to get a good night's sleep. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just going to get it and go. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wait, but we're married now. <laughs> no. no, not luckily my thing. God, because I think that would just add to it. Because I know sometimes my dad snores so loud he wakes himself up. So. <laughs> <laughs> but then he denies he snores. He'll accuse everyone else of snoring and waking him up. <laughs> oh, it was you, dad. So, so sleep has not been fun. And they say that, like, I guess with all the irritation and the agitation and stuff, um, like your patience goes too. but I've never had patience <laughs> at all ever as evidenced by the fact that I won't get numbing shots when someone's <laughs> going to snip my vagina or re-break my nose. <laughs> so I just, um, I feel like I may actually be more patient now. <laughs> right. And then, of course, the fun part of your sex drive goes through the roof with this. Like, I feel like I'm amped up all the time. That's awesome. I don't think I knew that. I thought it would just drop. It To me, it's it's amped up. So maybe once I hit actual menopause, it'll drop. But it's not. It's not fun because it's like, and the problem too is women, like our sex drive increases as we get older. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there really is something to be said about the dirty thirties for real. Right. I like, I got divorced in my early thirties. All of a sudden after that, it's like, whoa, is this what it feels like to actually like want sex and like want to do things all the time? Not just like once a month. <laughs> <laughs> not just scheduled right right well and I feel like also in your 30s like some of that insecurity starts to slip away too and you start ah. to come into your own so you're more willing to be experimental with your sex so it makes it more fun even you know mm -hmm. hey let's try this let's do role playing let's do this let's do that mm -hmm. so I feel like you know, when you add the sex drive to that and then you add you know, how you want to experiment more and do more things. Yeah, I think that's so true because and therapy helped me as well. Like after my divorce, I was the lowest of the low of self-esteem. But with therapy and everything, I gained all that confidence back. And yeah, like now I'm just like, yeah, I'm amazing. And <laughs> all that kind of stuff. <laughs> now you finally know what we all knew when we're telling you for years. Oh. When we were like, we just need a mirror, Abby. If we could hold the mirror up to you mm -hmm. so you could see yourself the way we see you, 
no one would be able to deal with you because you would have <laughs> such a big head. <laughs> then I'd just be a raging bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's the the increased sex drive is 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 hard when you like move to a new location. You don't have a partner. You're living under yeah. the same roof as your dad. You're trying to get him to sell his house, which was the whole point of coming up here, aside from being closer to family. So everything has just. I mean, that just adds one more layer of miserable to the whole thing. It would be right. different if, you know, I was with someone right now. Like, right. it would be, that would actually be a benefit to all of this. Right. But it's just not. It adds one more extra layer where you're, like, jacked up all the freaking time. You're just going to have to settle for super hot doctor dreams. <laughs> right. So that's been my experience so far. And what what was interesting is um, super adorable doctor in L.A. When I was first having the hot flashes, he's like, I don't really like to do hormones. Um, <laughs> not for him, for women. I don't really <laughs> like prescribe hormones. So I I always recommend women try um, black cohosh. So he was it's. I guess it's an herb. So it's an, he was an interesting mix of Eastern and Western medicine, which I think a lot of, a lot more of the Kaiser doctors, if you get a good Kaiser doctor, are trying to do a bit of both. So black cohosh is, I can't remember if it's an herb. I never took it because, you know, I'm hesitant to take anything that might make me feel funny. So I was like, you know what? I'll just deal with the hot flashes and anxiety brain. Wait, so, what does the herb help? Does it help hot flashes? It helps the hot flashes. <gasps> I might try that then. Yeah, black cohosh. I'm going to write that down right now. So how how has long has that been going on for you? Too long. Years. But it's good for them to know just how long it has been going on so that if they're going if our list or listeners are going through the same thing. Um at least five. I mean, it can take anywhere. It, it depends on the person. Like yeah. um, one of my coworkers walked right into it where she was like having her period and then didn't for a month and then boom, she was done. Others are like me where you stutter for years. Um, and I think that can last up to a decade, they say. Yeah fun times of that. So yeah. of stuttering, of almost being there, not quite being there. Um, so you do need to find like, you, you need to have a good solid primary care physician and an OBGYN who, you know, keeps track, especially if you're like us and you have in your, in your family, you have like ovarian cancer, mm -hmm. cervical cancer. You have to have someone who stays on top of that, especially in the middle of all of this, because mm. the the breakthrough bleeding, the extra bleeding, the not bleeding, the tons of bleeding, like our uterus, our, our equipment is so varied and the symptoms can be all over the map. And mm -hmm. I feel like because we're women, they don't have the best tests for us for cancer markers, right. we kind of get pushed to the back burner. So you really have to be an advocate for your own care if you can, which again, which is where Planned Parenthood comes in with cancer screening as well and why they are so important, especially 
um, for people who don't have health care and mm-hmm. don't have the benefit of having it offered with their jobs. It's very important during the perimenopause, the premenopause, all the pauses to keep track of, of all of that as well. Yeah. And, and the symptoms, a lot of the symptoms are the same for lots of different things. Um, right. Like we talked about with our last episode with all the different types of discharge and how a lot of it is the same for all these different kinds of things that you can have. It is that's why it's really good to have a doctor that you go to regularly to have all that checked out and kept track of, like you said. Right. And I think part of coming into your 30s, too, is feeling more confident in yourself and who you are and being able to do that pushback against a doctor who's telling you that you don't need it and being willing to fight or just changing doctors. Yeah. And being able to vocalize. When I was younger, I would never say a thing, you know, because I thought I was going to burst into tears. Now I just talk through my crying like. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, it, it it's it's inevitable. I'm going to cry at a doctor's appointment because that's just me and it's stupid. And I get so mad at myself when that happens. So now I'm just like, I'm just going to pretend I'm not crying and I'm just going to keep talking (laughs) (laughs) and just tell them everything. I'm just going to ignore the tears. Do you you beat yourself up in your head while you're crying? Yeah. Like, stop, just stop. I do that. I'm like, I'll start crying and I'll be like, great, you're such an idiot. And then afterwards, the whole drive home, like, I can't believe you fucking cried. No, I know. He thinks you're crazy. Like, what (laughs) kind of a crazy, like, who comes into the office and cries because they got a cut on their arm? Like. (laughs) Right. Who cries because they have weird discharge? Like, (laughs) that would be me. I feel like at least that's justified. I've cried for less than that before. That is true. I have too. (laughs) Where you're like, why are you crying? And then they make it worse because they ask you, like, is there anything else you need to talk about? And like, (laughs) no, no, I'm not fucking depressed. Okay. This just happens. I just cry. Okay. No reason. This is just who I am. Yes. Don't don't you judge me (laughs) and tell me what I could do to get rid of this weird discharge. (laughs) So that's where I'm at. And that's all the fun with my vagina. I can't wait to just like keep going and keeping track of what's like. I think the day that you actually go into menopause really is going to be like this huge celebration, you know, like we should totally have like a giveaway or something on the podcast whenever you hit menopause for real. A huge candy giveaway. Yeah. And then all of us girls will fly to Vegas and we'll do like a Vegas weekend. Yes. <laughs> to celebrate <laughs> Jenny hitting the menopause. Yes. Yeah, because that's good with my COPD. <laughs> Spending the weekend in smoky casinos. Oh, worst. <laughs> I didn't think that one out before I threw it we out. We can go there. to Napa. We can go to Napa because yeah. that's perfect for a recovered alcoholic. Oh, wait, shoot. I keep forgetting <laughs> that. <laughs> no, I'll just go and watch you guys drink. I don't no. care. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll go somewhere fun. Ooh, Harry Potter World. <gasps> yes. Although, didn't you just say flights to Florida were expensive? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we're not going to go in the winter. <laughs> They're so fucking expensive. <laughs> we'll have to go during. Well, I can't imagine they're cheaper during the summer. Right? I don't. Unless unless they are because, like, it's everybody. I don't know. I don't know how that works. 
we'll just have to we'll figure something out we'll go oh, we can go to like we can go to san diego i love san diego i've only yeah. been there one time yeah we can go there i grew up there i love it there yeah 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 and, oh you guys be, can come with us all you be appropriate yeah. too since i grew up there yeah celebrating my menopause there yeah like full circle you yeah. like started there and you're basically ending there because it's like a it's like, you know it's like you're saying goodbye to part of yourself right and then you're becoming this new woman like without all this extra shitty baggage <laughs> this new woman without all the bleeding yes I mean how amazing does that sound it's just it sounds so amazing. I mean, when you think about it, since we're having the hot flashes and the insomnia anyways, and we're still bleeding, like, bring on the no bleeding. And yeah. I'll, I'll put up with those. I don't care. <laughs> right? Yeah, as long as we're not bleeding. I do feel like my anxiety is worse, and I'm on edge all the time, though. <sighs> so that that has been fun. I'm, you know, a little more anxious than normal. But I'm good at hiding it so nobody really knows because the dialogue is all in my head. So nobody knows what I'm going through. I mean, you guys know because I posted in our thread, but for the most part, nobody else knows because I'll be sitting there having a conversation with someone and I'll look totally normal. And like Mm -hmm. later on, I'll apologize and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I was totally going crazy. And they're like, oh, no, I couldn't tell. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's good, though, that you are telling us, telling somebody Cause I'm sure that's a good thing. I mean, all of us with anxiety know how to hide it, you know, like we've right. gotten really good over, oh, you're, you're correcting my spelling. <laughs> I want you to be able to look for the right thing. And if you yes. don't spell co-host right, you're not going to be able to look for it. <laughs> we have this Google doc that we have all our notes on and we refer to it and she's, and I see her editing it. Where I, because I spelled it all ridiculous because I didn't know how to spell cohosh. <laughs> he just spelled it with a K instead of a C. What yeah. would really be funny is if it is actually spelled with a K yeah. and, an, and an E on the end. But I'm pretty sure it's not because I think I Googled it for the correct yeah. spelling because yeah. I think I originally thought that he said blue cohosh and apparently that can kill people. So, oh, right. Like, my or, doctor wants to kill me. <laughs> It was black co-host. That's what okay. that's what they recommend. We should tell people now to email us their menopause stories. Yes, please. Or their perimenopause stories. The crazy fun things that you've been going through. The hilarious stories at blame it on the badge at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate us. You can rate us on um, our Facebook page. You can find us on our Facebook page. Abby, it's just blame it on the badge. Facebook slash. Okay. And Twitter, of course, is my favorite. Be sure to follow us at it (laughs) vag. I'm never going to not laugh at that. It was too long. I love that abbreviation. It vag. So um, be sure to rate us on iTunes. Uh, We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. And we are on Anchor. All right. This has been our wonderful podcast about menopause. And uh, I guess we'll say goodbye. Everybody have a good week with your vaginas. Bye. Bye.